This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Today is October the 26th and we start just a couple of years ago in 2019 when the green jumper worn by Kurt Cobain on Nirvana's MTV Unplugged show was sold at auction for $334,000. Not bad for a beat-up old sweater. Speaking of things seen on TV, Janis Joplin made her very first appearance on television on this day in 1968. Along with Big Brother and The Holding Company, they performed on the variety show Hollywood Palace. And born on this day in 1953, turning 69, is guitarist and founding member of the B-52s, Keith Strickland. But for today's show, we look back on an album released on this day in 1973. Yes, on this day in the UK, 49 years ago, The Who released Quadrophenia. It was released a week later in America. Just like their album Tommy from four years earlier, Quadrophenia is a rock opera, this time centering on the character Jimmy, a mod on a search for meaning. The album would top out at number two in both the UK, being held off the top spot by David Bowie's pinups, and at number two in the US, which remains their highest charting album in America. Now, the album also spawned a successful movie version in 1979, of course, starring Phil Daniels and Sting. And with me to talk about the record today is music writer and podcaster Martin Popoff. So this is The Who following up upon uh, two pretty big albums. One of them, you know, succinct, hard-hitting, very celebrated in, uh, in Who's Next. The other, a rock opera as distinguished from concept albums, right? So so The Who are not a particularly progressive rock band, but they definitely are the band who are considered, you know, the 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 front runners, the the main exemplars of this idea of a rock opera. Quadrophenia finds Pete Townsend going back to that well. Um, so what we have here is a double album that is a rock opera. It's a lot less flashy than Tommy. I personally love the story of uh, of Quadrophenia. Um, it is uh, something that you can relate to, uh, less so than Tommy, which is quite bizarre and, and it feels like an acid trip and it kind of bums me out. It always creeps me out, Tommy. Um, but this is a this is a really interesting story. Uh, reliving the mod days, it's a bit meta because the Who is kind of in it uh, in this main character, Jimmy. There's also. Uh, the idea that the members of the Who are represented in his personality. And uh, one of the devices Pete uses in here that doesn't work too well, um, you know, critics have always complained about this, but there's a song sort of dedicated uh, to each eye, each guy. We've got Dr. Jimmy, John's theme, Love Rain Over Me, Pete's theme. You know, the closing track on the album is considered one of the uh, best songs on the album. We've got Bellboy for a little bit of levity uh, with uh, with Keith doing his, uh, you know, his his heavy accent as the bellboy here. And then we've got Helpless Dancer as Roger's theme, which doesn't quite work as well. But um but the but the rest of the concept and the rest of the album is uh, it's almost a form of workman like uh, sober who uh, you know if if anything about the who can be sober that was one thing about this record this is this is an album where Pete's trying to hold together the band you know Keith in particular is in in bad shape and you know at the same time they're building their own home studio with with teething pains the continued teething pains of Pete trying to uh, you know uh, pioneer synthesizer technology at home and there's all this stuff about going back and forth 
forth on a boat between home and the studio and all this is pretty interesting. The putting together of this record. Um, is it a successful record? I think it's definitely a successful record thematically. It's a, it's a really interesting, you know, moving along story with a lot of cool themes with a love interest and growing up and working class, uh, England and, uh, you know, potential suicide, which is, which is, you know, artfully written with a, with a nice sort of uh, cliffhanger at the end, which actually changes when it comes to the Quadrophenia movie later on. And that's one of the other cool things about this is that it, it is, it is its own mod revival in 1973, mod being sort of a 65 to 67 sort of thing. But then uh, through the making of the movie of it, it uh, it creates another mod revival in 79, which is almost single-handedly, um, you know, uh, celebrated by the movie itself and the band The Jam. There's not much beyond it. Uh, but there you go. Um, this is a this is a good workmanlike Who album. Um, it doesn't have the massive, massive hits on it. Uh, you know, uh, The Real Me, I suppose, and 515 are the biggest songs on it. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's an album that causes that debate. Um, you know, are, are well put together single albums better than double albums? There's lots to talk about with Quadrophenia. Uh, but that's it for now. Over and out. A big thank you to Martin Popoff there, author of 115 rock books. See martinpopoff.com for more details and creator of his own podcast here on the Pantheon Podcast Network called History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Definitely do check out Martin's work. Well, that's it for October 26th, then I'll be back tomorrow with more classic rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.